you are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Welcome to our holiday edition episode of The Dudes. A late Merry Christmas and an early Happy New Year's. I'm Cody Blazak, and just in a moment will be Tanner Marlar. Yes, he is not with me today, but we decided to have one last episode before the new year in our first season. Originally, our last episode on the 21st was going to be our last episode, but we thought we would throw some things together for y'all, and we had a ball doing this. I mean, we took our top five episodes and our favorite moments from those episodes to conclude this first season and this year with an episode of all of our favorite moments from season one. I know Tanner and I have both had a ball with doing this season, and we are just absolutely thrilled to continue with season two next year, and we're absolutely thrilled to have put this episode together. Counting down at episode number five was our Egg Bowl preview. If you want to go back and listen to that episode on Spotify or whatever your streaming sources is, like Apple Music, the episode is episode 26, titled Egg Bowl Time. Here's our top moments from the Egg Bowl as we also had a guest in David Smith. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome back to another episode of the dude here in Starkville, Mississippi. We are about half an hour away from Egg Bowl kickoff alongside Tanner Marlar. I am Cody Blazak, and we have another guest. Usually we get it from another university, but we have a sports writer here from Mississippi State and David Smith, who is also my co-host in Hot Takes. David will be giving his input on this upcoming Egg Bowl, in which will start in about the next half hour. So... Just to recap off of Tuesday's episode, Mississippi State still 18-1 and in the month of November for Mississippi State Athletics. Obviously, the Egg Bowl kicks off here in about half an hour. Mississippi State will also tip off with Louisville at 8.30, which is about two and a half hours away. Women's Volleyball will play on Friday. It'll be their last game of the season it will also be played here at the gris finish their season on a 13 game win streak if they can hold out against auburn a lot of hope for this women's volleyball team as we touched on tuesday breaking into the top 25 on the coaches poll and the rpi mississippi state taking on louisville for basketball it is 6.30 on the dot as we speak. We can hear the cowbells ringing from Davis Wade Stadium. Not as, really because we're recording this on Wednesday. All right, but we were going to act like <laughs> we was, but <laughs> secret's gone for that. <laughs> Look, we all have families, okay? We all have families that we enjoy spending time with. The theoretical cowbells are, are ringing, ringing as this game is probably going to kick off in about a minute. We'll get back to you with the end results of this Egg Bowl along with some other Mississippi State sports that's happening over the weekend when we come back Tuesday on the Dudes for our special guest, David Smith, Tanner Marler. I'm Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you again come next Tuesday. 
Coming in at number five, that was some of our greatest moments from the Egg Bowl preview. If you listen to that, Tanner obviously just ruined the uh, thought of authenticity. No, I'm kidding. But we did try and make it look like it was about the time of the Egg Bowl. Really, we did record that a couple days in advance as I tried to convince everybody that we could hear the cowbells ringing. That was recorded a day in advance, just some of the moments we enjoyed from that Egg Bowl preview. Coming in at number four for season one was the Auburn preview, and obviously uh, me being from Alabama and being an Alabama fan, I am not a fan of Auburn. So getting that win against the Tigers all those weeks ago in dramatic fashion coming back in that second half was absolutely incredible. Here are our favorite moments from our top number four spot in the Auburn preview coming up now. Mississippi State is going to go into Auburn, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they can come out of the Plains with a win. That'll make us bowl eligible. Yeah, you get bowl eligible before you play Tennessee State, too. Yeah, it's it's odd to see this many Carries a game with I'm not Mike Lee. Complaining, Leach. I mean, I mean, Woody Marks is a talented player. You got to get him the ball. Woody Marks. Woody. Hey, he like hey, that's what his nickname is. That's what that's what that's what even the stadium calls him now. I think. Wild things happen. I I can't explain it. It's just one of those natural phenomena of football, like I always talk about. And to be able to get in there at 11 a.m. if if Mississippi State can 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 wake up and and come to that game ready to go and come out of the gate and hit Auburn in the mouth, then I think you got a pretty good shot. That was episode number 22 coming in at spot number four for our countdown of season one. The Auburn preview, once again, obviously an incredible game. That episode was that episode was a fun episode, but done kind of difficultly. Tanner was a bit sick in that episode, so there wasn't a whole lot of dramatic stuff, but nonetheless, it was a fun episode. We were able to dive in and be a little more serious, so uh, we enjoyed creating that episode, but to keep it moving, we are going to go in at spot number three coming up just in a moment. We had picked our spot number three we had to throw it in at some point, whether it's five, four, three, two, or one. We put it at number three, our first episode of The Dudes. Obviously, Tanner and I did not know each other very well. We didn't have a whole lot of chemistry, so it was a little difficult, but it's one of our favorite moments. It got us here. We don't have a whole lot of great content from it, just on the pure fact that it was our first episode. We were trying to get to know each other. We were trying to build that chemistry. But nonetheless, here are our favorite moments from episode one. Welcome 91.1 WMSV to the newest podcast of sports presented to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays about all the Mississippi State sports you can get. The Dudes. Alongside me is my partner, Tanner Marlar, a sports editor at the student newspaper here, The Reflector. I'm Cody Blazak, 91.1 WMSV Sports Director. And Tanner, we finally made it after a couple weeks of gathering all of this, getting it together. We're here. We finally made it. and I, we, we weren't really sure yesterday 
if we were going to be able to get here because of the storms and everything, but the weather passed by, the roads are good, and we're here. We could talk sports for the next half an hour or so. We're here, man. We're here, finally, you know. Yesterday, we Startville survived. Startville survived. Um, there were people that were worried, but here we are. We finally made it. It's been a long couple weeks getting this dialed up and dialed in, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a, a good year or so with us doing this. We will be at this time every Tuesday and Thursdays, which is going to be approximately 6 to around the 6.30 mark. And we'll be here for the next year or so bringing to you all live Mississippi State sports, volleyball, baseball, basketball, football, soccer. I mean, everything. We have it all for you. We'll start with uh, the Stark Vegas Classic, which was this past weekend, Friday night, and then Saturday morning and Saturday evening, and the Bulldogs swept. Bulldogs did sweep. Bulldogs did sweep. A uh, tough opponent in Gonzaga, uh, rolling into Starkville. You know, uh, Coach Dennis at the start of the season was uh, was trying to get some more involvement from uh, campus wide into this team. Um, they've been working really hard this off season. I think it really showed this weekend. Um, against a really uh, solid opponent in Gonzaga. Uh, came out 3 nothing first game on Friday, full sweep. Uh, same thing on Saturday morning, full sweep. Uh, Lauren Myrick uh, really showed out this weekend. Uh, she's been working. She's been in the offseason, uh, working hard in the offseason. Uh, Coach Dennis is really proud of her. She's really starting to anchor that front line, and I think it could be a very interesting season there in uh, Newell Grissom. Oh, how that episode brings back some memories on how it all started. But obviously, we had guest speakers quite a bit on our first season, whether it be journalists from other schools that were students or we were able to reach out and find some people. And even though we didn't have some of the journalists make the cut for our top five, they, those episodes were still incredible. From NC State, we got Georgia on our bye week. I mean... Just doing all of those was just an absolute pleasure, and I think it helped prepare us for some of our bigger interviews. And we had uh, this was tough for us to decide between one and two. Obviously, we had some great interviews, but not to spoil number one. But at number two came the Julie Darty Dennis interview with uh, her assistant coach, which was just. Uh, Taylor Mikulski, excuse me if I butchered that again, but it was a it was a pleasure to have them on. Mississippi State's volleyball season was absolutely incredible. Having Coach Dennis on was just, I mean, Tanner and I loved that episode so much. So here's episode. I don't know the number off the top of my head actually, but the title of it is "It's Doherty Season." Here's our top moments from that episode. Well, I mean, Coach. So, obviously, right now, four-game win streak. Um, coming out of last season, you know, last season it was a really young team. Uh, you, saw, you saw the potential there, and this year we're finally getting to see a lot of the product. I mean, you're 10-1 and one at home. Um, you're undefeated in neutral site games on the year. Headed to Georgia this week. Um, looking to keep up that momentum, no doubt. What has been kind of the message this year to the team? Uh, I mean, right now at a 16-5 and five record. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a great season so far, and we're excited to keep it rolling. We're just at that halfway point of SEC play. Um, the, the theme of this year and the message, I think, was they were just ready to do something different. And I think to be that team on campus that doesn't have the success that the other teams have historically. And uh, we, we are the only team in the league that's never made the NCAA tournament. So our kids were just hungry to do something different. And um, after the Diamond Dogs won the Natty in June, I think it just hit a little bit differently for our kids that they wanted to really do something special and write their own story. And they knew that we weren't necessarily going to make the jump and, and win our first national championship like baseball, but we had the opportunity to do something really special and different here in Starkville. And um, they just jumped on it and they've really just been focused and present and um, just playing some really good volleyball. And it's cool to see because that's definitely different than when, what's been happening historically in the Gris. Kids love the term air raid. Uh, even when Coach Leach came to practice yesterday, our kids are like chanting air raid, air raid, air raid. And awesome. Now to kind of change gears. All right. You talked about Coach Leach coming, uh, coming to practice the other day and talking about a little bit about the air raid. Kind of, if you, if you don't mind sharing, kind of what was the message uh, from Coach Leach to the team as they, they, care, they try to keep this momentum going? He told us that he left out Lemonheads. That was the first thing that he said was from the press conference, he forgot to mention Lemonheads is another favorite candy. <laughs> so, so we had all of our girls with candy corn and all kinds of treats when he walked in. And um, they were just excited to see him. They were chanting for him. They were clapping. I don't know if he knew what to do with himself to just, all these girls were just waving at him. But he came in, he was just very excited about our wins specifically over A&M. Um, he talked a lot about his time at Texas Tech and how that those wins are really meaningful for him personally. Um, he told us just, he was sharing stories about some of the weird uh, souvenirs and things he has in his house and, our girls had some very compelling questions about Bigfoot prepared for him. And, um, you know, the man can talk and he just wanted to chat with our team for a little bit. I don't know if this is going to be like a weekly series or something, but I think that's something that they've asked for. Uh, and then of course they wanted to see him and see his arm and see if he could do a first serve. So he kicked off the flip flops, put up a, a nice serve and the team went wild. So I don't know. He might, I think, I think we might be able to get him back. I think he had a good time with our girls. I think that they sold him on like, man, they're some pretty fun girls. They have a lot of questions they want to ask, but uh, yeah, so it was good. And then we had a great practice afterwards. So the, the energy was flowing. The sugar was definitely uh, flowing through snack breaks. They have lots of sugar in their system, but Hey, he's, he's a great coach, great friend of the program. And it's been really cool to see all the other programs and teams be so supportive and so exciting of our success recently and just really fired up for the team because these girls are just working their butts off and, and we could not be more excited for them. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Mike Leach coming here and uh, just obviously he's had a rather odd past two years, last year being his first season in COVID and now everything's getting back to normal. I think Tanner and I know this as far as his record doesn't reflect how good the team really is, but what do you think, in y'all's opinion at least, he has done for the football program here at Mississippi State? Because, I mean, our record hasn't been great the past two years, but I, you can tell the improvement. 
Yeah, I think he's a great leader. I think he's very composed on the sidelines and he's not really here to be the spectacle. I think he's here to let his guys play and play hard and put out a good product. So I think that our fans are, yeah, there's our fans are amazing and they're so passionate, but sometimes they get fixated on the product and not the process. And I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of people buy in and stick with us since day one, when we were one in 17 in our first year and really trust that it's a long process. But I think with football, there's such a different expectation because our, our history is different. We've had success. I know that everybody always refers to in 2014 when we were number one and, and all that stuff. So I think that as they give him more time and they're patient with him, they're starting to see all the good stuff that he's bringing to our town and our program and to, and to these young men. I think he's a great leader for them. I think he's so much more than just football and he's got a lot of interesting things and wisdom to share. And um, Taylor's a huge Mike Leach fan. I think it was so cool for us to be able to just visit with him for a little while in, in our own gym. Yeah, I, when, when they start, start talking about uh, the possibility that, that he might be on the list of guys, I was like, man, this guy is Starkville, like right to a T. Like he is, he, I mean, first of all, I mean, he's got the clout. He's been great everywhere he's been. I mean, you know, we, we go up and, and run up 900 yards in the first game against LSU last year, and then everybody drops eight. And he figures out how to adapt. You know, it maybe takes a couple of weeks, but he immediately adapts. And obviously, he's a great coach. The guys play really hard for him. That's really apparent. We've been in, I mean, every game we've played. And it's just, uh, and he just happens to be a pretty entertaining dude. So, um, you know, he's going to have, he's got something for everybody, in my opinion. You know, he's a little quirky, uh, entertaining, also pretty, pretty unreal track record. And, you know, you also like, just from a fan perspective, Julie talked about it a little bit, but like, if you have the chance to put up 50 points a night, like you're going to pack the seats, you're going to fill, you're going to fill the stadium. People are going to get excited for every game and you're in, you have an opportunity to win every game. You know, the Louisiana tech game, what, how many points, how many did we run off in the fourth quarter? You know, like you, have, not only are you in every game, what's that? I think it was like 21 in the fourth. Yeah. So like you're in every game, everybody's got, like, you've always kind of got that optimism, which I think the people in Starkville could always use a little bit more of. Um, so, you know, it's, you, you're like, oh man, we're down 21. Who cares? You know, watch this. So you could run them off quick. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun style of football to watch. Um, we try to mimic it a little bit, but, uh, but certainly is entertaining to say the least. But I think the clout piece really, um, you know, in the track record, it's, I think people just inherently believe in him um, and his process. And so I think just that alone has bought him a little bit more goodwill with everybody here too, which, you know, it's nice to see people being a little bit more optimistic. Sweet. To, to stick with football. All right. And I'm going to throw you, I'm going to throw you a wrench here. Who on the volleyball team would be the best quarterback? Um, this is, this is easy for me because she's pretty bossy on the court too. Margaret Dean, one of our setters, she, she plays with a lot of, a lot of confidence, a lot of swag. She's got great communication skills with her attackers. And I think something that we talk about our, our setters put our attackers in really good positions and they're never looking for the glory of it all. So Margaret, that's my, that's my vote. Margaret's got the cannon. I mean, yeah. you, you, you... Uh, I haven't seen her throw the pitch. <laughs> I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go a different take and very different uh, from a size perspective. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Jessica Kemp. Not afraid to take a hit. I like that. Not afraid to take a hit. Uh, can see over everyone. So she's got no problem. The vision's there. Uh, and I think, I think she's got the arm. She's got a cannon. I believe that. That's awesome. so She's somebody that you don't want to hit a volleyball at you. I like, she, she hits scud misses. Like, the ball comes off her hand, and it's just – it's got some weight behind it. We're talking about Cam Newton levels of, of quarterback play here from, from Jessica Camp is what we're predicting. Yeah, maybe not as fleet of foot, but, uh, but maybe more of a Jameis Winston. Yes, last uh, night, Monday Night Football picks up, I think, three fourth and ones just going through the pile. Uh, can move if she needs to, right? She can get out. But, uh, yeah, she, she's got – she hits a heavy ball. It's, uh, it's pretty terrifying. She, she's not like, she's probably the one kid on our team that I don't want to get hit by. True. And you know, she's going to have your teammates back too. So, you know, it's like when you see Eli Manning, like go get in somebody's face uh, and you don't really think Eli's ever going to do anything like Jess will get in your face and she's probably going to, she'll, she'll put you on the ground. That was our number two on our top five episodes and moments from season one. Coming up was number one, and it was a thrill to all of us. Me, I kind of, uh, I don't agree with what was said in some of this episode, but nonetheless, we're Mississippi State, so I kind of had to go with it. Our top episode was I Hate Alabama. Connor Smith was our guest with the song he had just come out with after Texas A&M beat Alabama. That song actually came out like a day or two before that game happened. Perfect timing. We, uh, we... We did a little teaser that said we were going to have that song and played a lot in Starkville. And lucky enough, the manager reached out to us and we connected with him and we were able to interview him about his song and his thoughts and everything. So that was great for us. But our number one episode in the moments from the episode coming up next, I Hate Alabama, the Connor Smith interview is coming at you now. I hate Alabama. I hate Crimson Red. And I hate how the year old tide when I got a brave set on my head. And I love Lynn Skinner, but Lord, I hate Sweet Home. Cause when I hear it, all I see is a girl house toothed on in the stands of Tuscaloosa. Might have lost by 22, but I hate Alabama. Cause that's where I lost you. I Hate Alabama, the new top single of this week, it seems like, especially after Alabama lost against Texas A&M last weekend in College Station. That song has been the talk around the town, it seems like. And lucky enough, we are here and we have the artist, Connor Smith, with us, joining us on the road. He is actually on his way to perform a concert tonight in Birmingham, Alabama. The timing couldn't be more perfect. Alongside Tanner Marlar, I'm Cody Blazak with Connor Smith. It is a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you so much. Tell us just a little bit real quick about what inspired you to write this song. Everything from putting the song out to Bama losing the very next day to my first show being in Alabama. Um, it's, it's, a lot of stars aligned here, so uh, pretty excited. But yeah, I mean, so this song uh, song came about uh, actually a wild story. I didn't I didn't even write this song. So uh, this song was sent to me by uh, one of my buddies, 
and uh, it's the first song that I've recorded that I didn't write. And uh, I'm a big, uh, big balls fan. I'm, I'm from Nashville, and uh, and so grew up as a big Tennessee fan. So th- he sent me this song, knowing I was a balls fan, and and uh, and man, I fell in love with it from first listen for obvious reasons. Uh, I think I think it's pretty cool the way that um, as writers they were able to tie in college football and and kind of everybody's hatred for Alabama. It's a, a cool love story and a cool heartbreak story. And so um, heard this heard the song, freaked out, recorded it right away, and. Um, and then me and, and, and my team really trying to figure out the best way to put it out. And uh, and just because it's college football season, we just try to get it out as quick as possible. So we made this video for it, uh, put it on social media, put it on TikTok, put it on Instagram, put it on YouTube, just to see what would happen. Kind of send it out to, to some friends. You know, I'm, I'm 21, so I would be a junior in college. Of my record label and he said we're getting the song out next week so i was pretty amped up about that not even knowing the timing that it would really be with with bama losing the very next day so it's been pretty cool to see the reaction from it yeah it has been neat it's funny because last week tanner actually found it on tiktok and he sent it to me and was like we need to use this and i was like heck <laughs> let's do it and I, nonetheless the time period worked out amazing for us because we host alabama this saturday i know and I know. we got in contact with yeah. you and we're making it happen. Dude, it's wild. And, and thank y'all for reaching out. I was talking to, we couldn't make it work, but you know, one of my best friends, uh, and Will Collins, he goes to Mississippi state and, and he called me and, and we're game for this week for us, at least. What do you think is about to happen this Saturday when the tide rolls into Starville? Real quick. I think the important question is, are you rooting for the tide or the dogs? Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously rooting for the dogs. There's no question. There's there's zero question about that and and uh, you know at the end of the day all I, all I know is that A uh, and M got that good luck when they played it on the stadium so y'all might need to try it too. Hey, I'll, I'll we'll we'll try to put in a good word. I I don't yeah. think I don't think you'll have to worry about it not being played though. Yeah, because <laughs> I, fair enough. I, I, I think know, you and I have enough connections to make sure yeah. that song is played multiple times throughout the game. I know for a, I know for a. <laughs> fact that I've been driving through Starkville and if, if you if you roll your windows down and you cut the music <laughs> off you'll hear it at least four different times that's, in, that's incredible I mean I it is it that, is man. a it is a week-long vibe here in Starkville on this Bama respect week wow. as we like to call it uh before the Absolutely. Mr. Handsome so respectable coach Saban waltzes into Davis Wade Stadium Saturday at six o'clock come on it's game time man I mean, y'all make me want to get a red eye down there right now. <laughs> we wish we could have you this hey, week, and I think we it would could, be a ball. If we could pull some strings, we would. You know, Golden Triangle, though. Golden Triangle. It's uh, it's a little a little pricey for the for the Golden Triangle area, but we'll, we'll see what we can make happen. I heard that. I heard that. Real quick. The proceeding was a WMSV production.